Hi, this is Vanessa, and I just wanted to apologize for not having the True Crime Tuesday up yesterday. Uh, some stuff came up, but I hope you enjoy regardless, and again, sorry, but yeah, enjoy. Hi, and welcome to our first True Crime Tuesday. It's V2, or Culture Cabaret, or Veronica and Vanessa. Um, so I was going to do a different kind of story where it was a serial killer case, but I, it kind of felt like was profiting a little bit on like the victims and what they went through and I didn't want to focus on the horrible things you know that their families are going to carry for the rest of their lives so instead Veronica gave me the idea to do a missing persons case not missing persons case an unsolved murder case I guess you can say and I chose one and it's actually the death of Edgar Allan Poe so yeah I figured yeah I know right I figured that that would be something that would interest you and also credit to Smithsonian Magazine and EA Poe that's the website name no one really knows the true way that he died and there are a lot of conspiracies regarding the way that he died it's true right it's so it was such a strange death and it's one of the oldest unsolved cases given you know he was born in 1809 so it's (laughs) it's pretty pretty old that and like jack the ripper exactly those are both it's kind of like you know the one in here and then the one in the uk (laughs) the two like old unsolved exactly well the uk's got way more than the u.s you're right because she went there so she got to go on tours and see all that kind of stuff I did a Jack the Ripper tour, and maybe eventually I could talk about what we learned during the uh, the tour, because that was pretty cool. That's sick. Um, and also, before we talk about Poe's death, we can talk about him, because I'm sure everyone has heard one of his poems or one of his short stories before, but I don't know if anyone actually knew the kind of person that he was and how he got to be Edgar Allan Poe, someone that's super famous still to this day, of course. Should I go get my Edgar Allan Poe candle for this? You could do that. You can light it up for him. <laughs> and also, I'm pretty sure everyone at least read one of his stories in school because I know we did when we were... Oh, absolutely. I think Telltale Heart was required, mm-hmm. but um, since I got an English degree in literature, we read a lot more Poe than like in like general education mm-hmm. stuff. But I know in like high school, everyone had to read Telltale Heart. And yeah. I believe The Raven. I'm pretty sure too, which... That is, Veronica named our dog Raven, inspired by, you know, the poem, so. Of course. Yeah. Well, she's all black like a raven, so I thought it would be kind of cool. Yeah, and she she's so cute. She's really cute. <laughs> so, Edgar Allan Poe was born in Boston, Massachusetts, and he was one of the first short story writers, so he's was kind of considered the uh, inventor of detective fiction, which then transformed into science fiction, so you can thank Edgar Allan Poe for all your sci-fi favorites. I think... Uh, Edgar Allan Poe and Mary Shelley were like the Mm -hmm. two forerunners of sci-fi. Mary Shelley's an icon too. She is an icon. (laughs) Um, And Poe had a rough upbringing because his mother died when he was one and he was never formally adopted but he was taken care of by John and and Francis Allen so um, they treated him well but he fought a lot with John who was his father figure in his life because he had a really intense uh, gambling addiction and you know he got his wife and him involved in it and they were in a lot of debt because of him and he got in a lot of debt himself so he had to drop out of the university of virginia because he couldn't afford it so then he decided to enlist and he dropped out only a year later after going to school and i didn't realize i know veronica's like a literate literate you know like literary major and you know all of this stuff Mm -hmm. regarding that so when I wrote this I obviously wasn't with her so she probably knows a lot of it but I didn't think of it at the time so 
she can oh, always no add worries. something to I say. know a little bit about his death and like I know a lot about his life but because it's an unsolved mystery like I don't know a lot yeah. of the details it's and interesting I have a ton of Edgar Allan Poe books in the living room in my bookshelf <laughs> if you need me to pull any references <laughs> Also, forgive the amount of times I might say uh or like. It's difficult when when talking on a podcast and I'm trying to be cognizant of it. So I'm so sorry. <laughs> Especially when we're having a conversation mm-hmm. because that's how we normally talk. Exactly. I noticed when I was editing and oh my gosh, I, I felt so badly. The same year he dropped out of a high school, which is 1827, he enlisted. So he was only 18 years old and that's also the time he began publishing his works. So when he enlisted, he enlisted under a fake name, so his true identity was unknown to anyone at the time. And then at that time, I guess he uh, he he published, um, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this correctly, Tam- Tamerlane and other poems. Tamerlane, I think? Yeah, Tamerlane. I think it's Tamerlane and other poems, and it's called Tamerlane and other poems, not that it was Tamerlane and other poems, if yeah. that makes any sense. Um and after two years after his public publication, uh, the woman who took him in died. So obviously that death caused a lot of issues for him, but it also caused him and his father figure to reconcile. And it didn't last too long because Poe's dream was to publish poems. So he left from being a cadet and said that his true his, his true path in life was to write poems and short stories and i guess that didn't fly yeah, and a lot of people aren't supportive of the creative arts but you know without exactly. artists we wouldn't have entertainment exactly and allen was the last name by the way it was john allen i should clarify it wasn't some two first names is kind of difficult uh yeah but so uh from there he wa- uh he worked on literary journals and periodicals so that was really unique for the time and his style challenged things that already existed so he kind of created his own works and different ways to i guess tell a story and it brought him to different states and and cities so he got to travel around the world and live in a lot of different places and i mean he really influenced a lot of people and to this day i mean he still influences people so yeah so then when he gets married um i guess uh he gets married to his 13 year old cousin yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I was waiting for you to talk about him getting yeah. married because I'm like, oh, I know yeah. he marries his cousin. Who is, how old was he at the time? Again? 27. Ah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, he marries his you 13 know, year old cousin. The classic 13 year old, 27. Mm-hmm. No big deal. Yep. And then when she was 24, so 11 years later, she died of tuberculosis. Um, A lot of the women in Poe's yeah. life died. Strange. Yeah, which is why he writes about so many women. And that's true. That that makes sense because mm-hmm. later on, when one of the there's an article talking about him or the people that he knew writing about him in the future, they say that he, he was cursed like with women or something. Yeah. Like that, so I, I know the poem like Lenore especially like talks a lot about like the loss of mm-hmm. like an important woman in his life. I feel so badly for him. I mean, I know. don't marry your 13-year-old cousin. Oh, don't marry your cousin. and Don't marry a 13-year-old in general, you yeah, know? Don't like, marry your cousin. Don't marry a 13-year-old. <laughs> Please don't. Um, but two years before his wife died, that's when he published one of his most famous works, which is The Raven. Um, yeah. And it, of course, enhanced his career because it was... People raved because of it, and they loved it, and it got super popular even during that time. So... Um, most of his life he produced his own journals and he called them the pen and that was changed to the stylist 
but or the stylist i'm sorry but he was never able to fully publish that even though that was what he worked on for years and that was his ultimate goal because he died two years prior to the release of it um so it was pretty tragic that his essentially his whole lifelong goal after all the stuff that he went through in his life and all his loss he never got to because he died yeah and of course like that stuff was released posthumously yeah but exactly. i mean it must really be terrible to like you know spend all this like time and a lot of your life you know working on something and like once it finally gets to that moment where like it it, it finally becomes real like he doesn't get to see it exactly and that that's what i was thinking too because it's so cool that we are fortunate enough to be able to read that stuff and see that stuff now but he never got to see how much people loved it and exactly like we i mean i have like four or five like compilations of like edgar Allan poe complete works and like i can't i can't even imagine like when he was alive he couldn't even like fathom that existing yeah she even has comics that are edgar Allan poe they're really cool they are really cool super cool uh oh but he died in 1849 and he was only 40 so it was pretty i mean i guess i guess at the time it wasn't as you know it was kind of older but yeah but he it still was like fairly young i think i think so too and yeah his death's a mystery no one knows how he died but there his before he died there was a claim from a man named joseph w walker and he's the one that they took the most inspiration from or his story prior to Poe's death is what's believed the most because they don't really have any other facts because I'll I'll get to it but um uh, Walker said that he was on his way to Gunner's Hall because it was serving as a voting a voting post for or a voting location for the election that was coming up and he said that when he got there he found some guy on the ground and he called it secondhand clothing so I guess I guess not something fancy. I don't, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I guess he was wearing commoners exactly. clothes. I know. God forbid, right? Poor people. I know. Jeez. Um, so he looked like he was about to pass out. He was delirious and he just clearly wasn't doing well and he was unable to move. So that's why Walker went up to him and he was talking to him and he was like, oh my God, that's Edgar Allan Poe. So he asked Poe if he knew anyone or anyone that he could contact in the area because because he wasn't from there, so it was probably harder to find anyone that he knew there, but he said the name Joseph E. Snodgrass. His last name's weird. That is a weird last name. <laughs> At first I was like, say psych right now, but I'm so sorry, Joseph. I don't mean it in a disrespe- disrespectful way, but... Yeah, um, Snodgrass was a magazine editor, and he had minor medical training, so um, uh, Walker wrote a letter for Poe to the um, Snodgrass, not the Snodgrass, Snodgrass. (laughs) and um, it said, Baltimore City, October 3rd, 1849. Dear Sir, there is a gentleman rather the worse of wear at Ryan's Fourth Ward Poles, who goes under the the cognomen of Edgar A. Poe, and who appears in great distress, and he says he is acquainted with you. He is in need of immediate assistance. Yours in haste, Jose A. Walker, to Dr. J.E. Snodgrass. Sorry if I <laughs> pause on any words. I hand wrote this, and apparently I write like a trash monster, but <laughs> anyway. Also, so, fun fact, the election that was going on that day apparently was a Senate election. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. See? She's adding stuff that I didn't know. I did not do my research well. <laughs> it was the year after the presidential election in which 
Zachary Taylor defeated Senator Lewis Cass. Oh my god, iconic. <laughs> when I saw the the election day, I was kind of curious who it was. I didn't I didn't know. I mean, I didn't think enough to look it up, so that's kind of cool. Oh, no worries. I was curious <laughs> about no, it. No, it's cool. Um, but the reason why um, no one really knew who to contact regarding Poe was because no one knew where he was for a whole entire week before his death. Um, so, you know, he left Virginia to go to Philadelphia, and he left because he was editing Miss St. Leon Loud's poetry, and she was a semi-known figure in American poetry at the time. Um, and then a week later, Walker found him, and it was the first time anyone had heard from him since he left to Richmond, Virginia. So he never made it to Philadelphia or New York where he was living at the time. So no one had any record of him. Uh, he was never to leave Baltimore, allegedly. So um, in the interim, when Walker found him and the four days later when Poe died, Walker was never able to find out the truth about Poe. Poe was obviously unable to talk because he was in such a bad state but he wasn't con he was in and out of consciousness most of the time so um it was rough it was rough for him to be able to try and talk to him and also uh snodgrass who the yeah you know what i mean and the, the medical training the medical <laughs> yeah there you go um, and then um, they said that the clothes he was in, I believe it was Snodgrass said that the clothes he was in weren't his clothes. So it was, I don't know why, maybe if it was because they were, like you said, commoner's clothes. Yeah. But he, they weren't his clothes. So he was obviously changed into something. And that kind of goes into one of the theories that I'll get into in a little bit. But And I know probably a lot of people probably discounted his state when they first found him because mm-hmm. I know that he was a known opiate addict. Exactly. That's the thing. And mm-hmm. and he was also very, um, like, he, he had a, his in his whole life he struggled with alcohol. Yep. Um, I wouldn't exactly call it an, an addiction, but I would call it that he was pretty intolerant to alcohol, but he still yeah. consumed it. And it was said that Poe suffered from delirium and hallucinations in the time that he was discovered to the time that he passed away. And the one thing that he said was he was apparently calling out the name Reynolds and um, uh, his physician, Dr. John J. Morgan, he said that he didn't know who Reynolds was and no one knew who Reynolds was. So to this day, he's still a mystery. That was never tied into the case, which, I mean, maybe that could have put things together, but unfortunately, you know, during the time they weren't able to find that. So Um, his death was really suspicious because he wrote a lot of his poetry wasn't you know happy-go-lucky or anything like that it was pretty dark yeah it had very like dark tones mm-hmm. to it and a lot of like macabre mm-hmm. which like, is topics which is why it was so unique for the time especially exactly. and that's why also why people were suspicious of his death because his death was really similar to the works that he could have written um prior to his own death because he wrote about opiate addictions he wrote about a lot of struggles with whether it be mentally or physically and um so yeah that's why a lot of people think that it wasn't a coincidence that he died yeah it's crazy which is so interesting because he writes so much about death and like mm-hmm. mysterious deaths and you know like people being haunted by death and you know corpses that come back to life and like you know people who were buried like before they died so it's just so interesting that like he had such like a strange premature death it's really bizarre, and it definitely can't be a mistake, or an accident, I guess. Yeah. Uh, 
his death certificate declared that he, his cause of death was swelling of the brain, but people were not convinced of that. And what caused like, it? Yeah, I know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and for was, what? Why? Yeah, like, was he bludgeoned? Was it, it like, some kind exactly. of, like, chemical thing? Seems like they just... I, the thing is, is he was such a prominent figure, you would think that they would dive more into his death at the time. Exactly. It took years. Well, I have a feeling that the officers at the time probably didn't take it seriously because of who he was. Exactly. Yeah, because, I mean, he's doing something so different, so people, I'm sure a lot of people were shunning him. I mean, he also had people who liked him, but of course you're going to get anti-fans with fans. And I wonder if it's something similar to, like, the Jack the Ripper case, where Mm -hmm. there were, like, multiple places that were investigating the death so there wasn't a connection between them with the evidence and they were concealing evidence from the other investigative party or not communicating properly. I'm sure that's what it was because if they tried hard enough I'm sure they could have figured out who Reynolds was and everything. Yeah. They didn't Um, and so there are a lot of reasons that people suspect foul play and I'll go through them. So the first um, theory is that um, that Oaks, E. Oaks Smith wrote in 1867, he wrote that at the instigation of a woman who considered herself injured by him, which Veronica was saying that he had women come and go in his life a lot, yeah. um, he was currently beaten uh, blow upon blow by a, by a ruffian who knew no better mode of avenging supposed injuries, and he stated that the swelling of the brain was caused by a beating because they never specified in his death certificate. Okay. So others thought that he possibly got too drunk with his friends and he went out and was robbed and beaten and he was left in the streets basically to die. Or well, wouldn't to... said friends have been able to corroborate? Exactly. That? <laughs> you make a good point. <laughs> um, a lot of others believe that Poe participated in cooping, which was kind of like voter fraud committed by gangs um oh so, i've seen that yeah theory. <laughs> it's, it's really interesting when i was reading about it so what would happen was would be that victims would get kidnapped and they were disguised many a times and they were made to go vote for whoever the people the gangs wanted um them to vote for so whatever candidate the gangs forced them to vote for they would and they would do that over and over again with different identities of the person because he was found on election day, which is another reason why people believe that theory, and it was near the polls, and people theorize it was because of cooping, so... And he was yeah. dressed supposedly strangely, mm-hmm. so exactly. if they had disguised him, that would make sense since he was a prominent exactly. figure. That's why I think it's one of the more accepted theories. It's not 100%, of course, because yeah. his death's unsolved, That's but... the one that I've heard, Yeah, like... A, a more about so i definitely think that that does seem more plausible of the theories exactly and and the reason why he could have been intoxicated would be because once uh voters voted they would uh, be given uh, alcohol because this was before the prohibition yeah. they'd be given alcohol as kind of a reward for voting so yep maybe voting too many times got him way too intoxicated and if he had an intolerance i wonder if that could have caused swelling mm-hmm. It's true, because they, they said, I, pro- I think I wrote about it, but even a glass of wine would make him stagger. So Interesting. This, this, okay. Yeah. So the other theory, of course, is Veronica mentioned, and we were talking about was al- alcohol. So alcoholism, I guess. Um, but he was a lightweight. So as I said, after one glass of wine, he s- was barely f- able to function, which says a lot. Relatable. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> That's rude. <laughs> uh, and he was um, 
he was part of the Temperan movement. I I wrote these really badly, so I'm so sorry if I mispronounced something um, before his death, which it didn't help with his alcoholism. Uh, nothing really did when people were awarded or went out drinking together. So basically doing anything in life, hanging out with friends, whatever it may be, affected him greatly. And drinking on his own, writing, trauma, whatever it was. Um, but the disappearance of him doesn't match up with the cause of his death, so a lot of people were suspicious of this, and that theory is highly disproved. And the next theory is carbon monoxide poisoning, but samples of his hair were taken and um, tested for heavy metals, and they were they, there were no heavy metals in his hair, so that theory was disproven as well, uh, or discredited, I guess I can say. Did they find traces of drugs in his hair? They... Or did they not have that technology yet? I don't think they had the technology okay. at that point, but later on I think they try and retrieve the body, which obviously it was so long ago. How are you going to do that? Yeah. And, and the thing is, like, that's before that they were able to, like, at least take DNA evidence and, like, put it into, mm-hmm. like, a database for later. Like, when, because, you know, like, a lot of old unsolved cases, they're like, well, we took samples and we saved them yes. for, like, when we have more technology to be able to examine it better. Yeah. But, like, back then there was no, there was no, yeah. like integral system that people could access to get that data it was like all just that one place that was investigated exactly because it was so long ago i mean what are you supposed to do but i think maybe it's possible when i was talking about i'll get to the theory about drugs maybe they took some of his hair because of of the mention of opioids i i'm not sure but um that was one of the the drugs that they focused on a lot yeah you know because he did have a known problem with it Mm -hmm. Which that are his traumatic past mm-hmm. too. You exactly. Know, he, like he had, like has art as a coping mechanism, mm-hmm. but also exactly other, other forms as well. Exactly, it was his coping mechanism, like mm-hmm. you said. Um, the next theory, um, kind of like the other one, was heavy metal poisoning, because there were elevated levels of mercury in his system at the time, uh, even up to months prior to his death. So. Um, apparently there was a cholera epidemic that was suspected to be the cause of the mercury in his body. Um, and his doctor had prescribed him mercury chloride and mercury poisoning could explain his state before his death, even though the levels were 30 times below what it would be to cause mercury poisoning. So I don't know, that's still a theory for some reason, but I think it might be discredited because it doesn't add up. Um, and then the next one is rabies. (laughs) Um... There was an anonymous patient participating in a pathologic uh, conference with with the initials EP, and they were a writer from Richmond. So the doctor who was testing EP ended up in the hospital with the same symptoms Poe had before death. Um, the length of survival after rabies was uh, three to four days, which would be similar to the duration of time from Poe being found to the time he died. So if he would have gotten rabies that day, he could have possibly died at the same time. That's an interesting theory. Yeah, I know, right? I never never yeah. thought it would be rabies. Also, I'd like to correct something I said earlier sure. um, about Poe being an opium addict. I just did my research again because I remember it being a very prevalent mm-hmm. in his text that he wrote himself of the use of opiates and other drugs. But apparently his own use of opium is not proven. Oh, okay. And some people who personally knew him said that they didn't think that he used it, but that um, there's no way to prove if he did or didn't exactly. necessarily. But he did use the nar- a narrator that used opium in his mm-hmm. literary works a yes. lot. He, um, and the source of this is uh, JSTOR, which is a um, uh, database. 
I mean, technically, you know, you might be onto something, though, since none of us really know what happened. So, I mean... Yeah. Well, apparently it was, like, a lot of defamation of his character, too. So, I wonder yeah. if that, like, people like, pushing that agenda, like, of him being an opiate addict was just a way to kind of, like, defame his character after his death. I'm sure. And I wonder if it was a way to distract from his cause of death. Probably. I mean, people would have done anything because they had such a vendetta against him. Yeah. I don't know why, but he was so different. I guess people didn't like his his artistry yeah um oh no you're good but um the cardiologist um that was there at the time diagnosed him with rabies so prior to his death he literally had rabies or after his death also maybe there were some symptoms in his system and uh why while there isn't a lot of solid evidence to back this theory up um it's believed by some because it was confirmed to be edgar Allan poe that was the patient being tested Um, And then the next theory is a brain tumor. This is the most recent theory. Brain tumors obviously make people act strange because of where they're located. And it's it's against, no one can control what happens. And um, they dug up his body 26 years later, which was in an unmarked grave. They dug it up because they wanted to give honor to him instead of keeping him in an unmarked grave. They had one specifically made for him. Um, and when That's they, f- I know, right? He deserved it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and his remains uh, were brought to a location, yeah, that would better honor him. And the duration from his death to being exhumed revealed that much of his body obviously didn't remain because especially then they didn't try and preserve bodies, you know, would be Yeah, and if he was on an unmarked grave, mm-hmm. then of course they didn't really, like, pay special attention exactly. to him. Exactly. Which, it's unfortunate that he decomposed so much because they didn't preserve his body in a better way to be able to investigate his death, but also if he did have swelling of the brain, they should have performed a more um, accurate autopsy when he died to see if there was a tumor. It seemed really dismissive. I don't know, because you would test every single thing, and Oh, well, I wonder if that had to do with the rumors because I, so. I was looking at an author named Griswold apparently is the first one that created the rumor that Poe was an opiate addict mm-hmm. because Poe criticized his anthology <laughs> um, and so it just became like a very like big thing I mean it's possible because it's it, it would make sense if it's a non-visible thing that he's suffering from people wouldn't look yeah. and especially during that time but exactly. the, and there's no way to prove if he did or didn't exactly and because of the brain tumor people there was a worker that exhumed his body and noticed that there was a mass on his skull kind of like in his skull oh um yeah and some suspect that it was his shrunken brain oh my <laughs> um, god but the brain's the first part of the body to rot once someone starts decomposing so it's obviously not going to be the brain um, because it's so much liquid. Exactly. I, I don't know. It, it's just kind of reminds me of the tiny heads at Ripley's, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. What the heck? I feel like it'd be like one of those Orbeez, like when <laughs> when it's out of water, how it just like dissolves. Like it just shrinks into like a tiny little like speck. That's what happens to the brain, folks. You've been learning it incorrectly. Yeah, it's an Orbeez. Listen to us. Facts. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Please don't. I'm sorry, um, we're joking. Yeah, we are. <laughs> so, um, yeah, people were concerned that it could have been a tumor once again once they realized that brains go away yeah really quickly brains go bye-bye. yeah, they, 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 yeah. <laughs> peace out uh, and then the next one of course is the flu because poe traveled a lot and it was raining a lot it was dreary so it, i mean obviously yeah he was and that's back when the flu killed more people exactly exactly people were so susceptible to dying about from something yeah even like the common cold exactly luckily we have vaccines now so you know yep. 
Um, but yeah, he visited um, Richmond and a doctor who saw him noticed that, well, a doctor that he had previously noticed that he didn't travel to Philadelphia. He went to Baltimore and the Baltimore rain allegedly made Poe catch the flu. Um, Interesting. Yeah, right? Which led to the symptoms that, similar symptoms that he had. But personally, I don't think it was the flu. I don't think yeah. that would have, because a lot of people died of the flu, they would know the exact symptoms yeah. and stuff also, like that. Also, would the flu cause swelling in the brain? I don't think so. I, I mean, I, I'm no doctor, but I don't I'm think not either. So. <laughs> and of course, there, one of the theories is murder. What would this be without true crime, you know, being... A murder theory and um this theory was derived in 2000 actually when um john evangelist walsh published a book called midnight dreary and then the yeah he he the theory was derived in 2000 when john evangelist walsh published published a book called midnight dreary the mysterious death of edgar Allan poe he said that poe was murdered by the brothers of his fiance he his fiance had three brothers and i guess he thought that they didn't want her to marry him so the his fiance's name was Elmira Shelton and um all the information that was found regarding this theory was uh concluded through old newspapers old articles books stories written by people that he knew so that's why he thought maybe it was the family yeah. members it of makes his sense fiance. that an author would go the literary route with like finding like textual know, evidence right? instead of using the scientific it's really cool because yeah. it's the some of the best evidence you can get during the time exactly because have... the scientific evidence didn't survive you know literary evidence is the only thing you exactly. have use what you got um and and so um walsh concluded that poe did he made it to Pennsylvania where the three wealthy brothers of his fiance attacked him and then they threatened him and told him not to marry his sister. So he was obviously scared and went into hiding for a week, which is hence the week that he was unseen by anyone. And this part's kind of, he changed his clothes into commoner's clothes because he was scared. I don't think that that necessarily works but maybe he could have just changed because he was planning on leaving but he stayed in pennsylvania so he just had to take whatever yeah. he got but i don't know but after that he went back to richmond to marry his fiance. so um the brothers stopped him in baltimore and forced him to drink whiskey until he couldn't until he was sick until he could barely function and the theory is that once he drink too much he walked out hence i guess the friends that were with him when he was drinking that oh, they were talking yeah. about the friends yeah the, his, yeah quote-unquote friends i it, i guess they could have been his fiance's brothers that got him highly intoxicated and that's how poe passed away but yeah those are a lot of the theories so there are other things too like absinthe alcohol various drugs oh i've heard the absinthe theory too and opium like you mentioned because yep. people think that like you said because he made his characters yeah. well take the thing it. is they teach you that in school mm-hmm. they they do because uh, professors and teachers don't always like you know know that that's not fact so they they still teach that it's it's true though because i feel like with a lot of sometimes reading literary works since there are so many in school i feel like sometimes they don't want to delve too much into the history of the poets or whatever it yeah, may be so at the time. Yeah, so they just throw out a couple of basic facts. Exactly. But, I mean, 
you have to like not discount his writing because of that rumor and no. it's actually because he was a creative artistic individual sounds fake but okay <laughs> um, and then some of his works i guess um that i can say in case anyone has heard the, of them was to helen from 1831 the raven of course from mm-hmm. 1845 annabelle lee from 1849 telltale heart which is iconic um from, iconic. right it's so good it's, it's one of my favorites it's and, and there's so many references of it and stuff. I know, from, I like, love Spongebob. it. <laughs> yeah, and the Simpsons. And the Simpsons, you're right. Um, and then the last one that I think is really notable, well, he has many notable works, but also The Fall of the House of Usher from, yeah. 19, from 1839. Castle of Amontillado. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the story of Poe and how he's still, his murder's still unsolved, or his death, I should say, is still unsolved to this day. So maybe one day they'll find something maybe they won't i don't know it's kind of like with jack the ripper like you said who knows yeah and and especially with like all the evidence not being able to like be concluded Mm -hmm. and like stay in one place because i mean his body was found in baltimore he lived in new york he was from boston like there virginia was a factor there's so many different places where he was a part of that like there's no way to like make sure that they could all communicate properly that's a good point yeah he he traveled so much and and lived you know here and then there and wherever yeah and i mean without like videos and like you know stuff like that how are you going to know that this guy is like Mm -hmm. edgar Allan poe just like you see him on the street so you know not maybe people did see him they just didn't know that they saw him like we don't know all the facts and that's the thing especially if he was dressed differently yeah um, I wanted to say I wanted to ask you what you think what you think and then I'll I can say what I think so okay. which which one do you think it is or do you think it's any of those um, I think the two most plausible theories probably are I, I want to say the brain tumor and the um, voter fraud yeah I was gonna say the voter fraud too because it would make sense the different yeah. clothes the drinking the being near where the election the voting location exactly and just happening to be in like a prominent place where there's like a big election mm-hmm. going on for a senate exactly well what are what are the odds yeah exactly like it's it's it, it fits that theory i think the most and yeah. the the brain tumor i think mm-hmm. that it sounds very plausible but on un, you know unless there's some way to like you know examine his remains and find evidence of that i don't think that i can say that that one agreed. is you know a fact agreed one day some of his missing works or something will be found i mean they're bound to be more somewhere but it's just oh absolutely i mean they still are finding like you know paintings and stuff and writings that you know nobody ever even knew existed it's It's so so cool like in greece and stuff like that although oh my gosh it's so cool but i know when they found the most recent like uh what was it van gogh painting Mm -hmm. oh that was so cool cool. what the heck (laughs) couldn't be us but i wish um, but yeah, that is the um, unsolved case of Edgar Allan Poe, and we hope you liked it. And this was the first True Crime Tuesday, so please excuse me in any <laughs> way, shape, or form. I'm very nervous. I don't know why, because no one's listening, but I digress. Anyway, <laughs> thank you for listening. This was V2 or Culture Cabaret, and yeah, have a good week. Yeah, thank you. Have thank a good you. Week. Bye. Sorry. Bye. For those of you that might be unfamiliar with Edgar Allan Poe's works, I'm going to read a short sonnet by him titled Silence. There are some qualities, some incorporate things that have a double life, which thus is made a type of that twin entity which springs from matter and light, evinced in solid and shade. There is a twofold silence, sea and shore, body and soul. One dwells in lonely places, newly with grass overgrown, some solemn graces, some human memories and tearful lore render him terrorless his name's no more 
He is the corporate silence. Dread him not. No power hath he of evil in himself, but should some urgent fate, untimely lot, bring thee to meet his shadow, nameless elf, that hunteth the lone regions where hath trod no foot of man, commend thyself to God.'" 